get to know ya Hey, na, 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 na Delve into emotion Leave us in this moment Hello, welcome to Literature License Podcast. This is the Getting to Know You interview with Joe Rendazzo. Hello, Joe. How are you? Hey, guys. Great to see you again. Always good to see you. So our first question to you is, um, who are you and what do you do for a living or on your spare time? And what do you want people to know about you? (coughs) Um, Who am I? Um, A writer, um, also still waiting tables, still bartending, still doing all that good stuff. Um, What do I want people to know about me? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I get, I'm kind of an open book. I feel like, Um, like if you know me well enough, I feel like you know enough about me. Um, I just, um, I've loved films for, you know, got a long time. Like, um, like I. Like going back to, you know, my, my parents taking me to see stuff in the theaters in the 80s. So when I was a teenager, like in the mid 90s, I realized this is what I wanted to do. And I just kind of pursued it then at the cost of everything else. And um, <laughs> how successful that is, you know, we can we can figure that out another time. But um, as of right now, I'm uh, pretty happy with uh, with most of what I'm doing. Uh, is there anything you would like to plug or plug in your social media, a website, anything particular that? Um, well, I'm a regular on the literary license podcast and they just made me a guest. Uh, they just made me a permanent host. I know. So. We're really excited about having you. <laughs> uh, honestly, right now, uh, there, there's a lot of stuff I've written, uh, while everything's been locked down, but it's not like that's it's not like anybody can really go check that out. You know, I'm trying to get the, these projects made. So uh, I guess check out uh Cesar Nato's paranormal Halloween on Tubi. Cool. Uh, Dave Canfield and I made that in 2014. Um, I think it's the only one of uh, perfect candidate is available in a lot of places. I know trauma now is going to be picking it. Uh, is going to be putting it on soon. That's they right. haven't put it yet. <laughs> um those are the only films of mine that are like available, uh, like, uh, widely on streaming. You can get uh, deadly Xmas on DVD as part of the holiday horrors. Well, did you uh, help with Hex and Arcane? I did help with Hex and Arcane. Amazon, uh, uh Amazon, uh, took, took them down. Uh, but, um, I helped, uh, I helped to produce their first season, uh, on, um, which you can get on YouTube. And I think they're still on Vimeo. Good. I was going to ask where they could be found because I couldn't find them. Yeah, Amazon uh, Amazon Prime took them down, and unfortunately, that I, I don't I don't know. They're going to work on getting everything back up there. Uh, you can definitely check them out on YouTube, though. What's your favorite genre of film? You ask me today, it's horror movies because generally that's what I'm associated with, and it's, it was the first genre that I really loved. Like I, um, I always looked for something that might scare me when I was a kid, and um, 
it very rarely actually does scare me. I think a good ghost story could uh, could scare me still or, or creep me out at least. Uh, like I'd never seen the Conjuring movies until earlier this year. And I remember those first, that first Conjuring movie, I remember sitting there going, holy shit, this is actually tense. This is actually like actually getting under my skin a, a little. So horror is definitely the genre I love the most, but I, I love all of them. I, I can watch any kind of movie and I try really hard to watch at least one movie a day. I don't know if I, it's not always possible, but I, I, I try to I feel. Yeah. What do you have a favorite film? Again, depends on what day you ask me. Um, normally my answer to this is uh, Sergio Leone's once upon a time in America, the gangster epic he made in 1984. Um, oddly enough, because I, 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 um, I feel like, Although, although it strays far from, from the novel I, I've heard, I've never read The Hoodlums, it's probably as close as like I've ever seen to a novel actually being put on film because of just how slowly it burns and how deeply you feel like you know the characters and you know their relationships. And that's there's something about that movie that's kind of hypnotic to me. And I always, I try to watch it every couple of years uh, just to kind of refresh. That's normally the answer I give. Um, I started to really love Mulholland Drive by David Lynch a lot more. And I started mentioning that more often. Um, I was telling somebody, uh, somebody I work with that I think Casablanca is one of the most perfect movies ever made. I think it's a, it's an actual, it's one of the very few absolutely perfect movies. So um, <laughs> those are the three that immediately that come work. Up. Probably a lot more. Wait, I didn't realize my phone was on. Let me go turn that off. So what is your earliest film memory? Like, like the first film that you saw? Do you remember what year? I don't like, remember what the first film I saw was. I, from what I heard, <laughs> I used to, uh, when my parents used to take me to the video store on the corner, I used to rent uh, Roy Ward Baker's The Monster Club a lot. And I think... I could so but, see that. <laughs> what I, what, mm-hmm. I, to the point that like, it, uh, at my place in LA, I had the original frame poster hung. It's in my storage locker now. Um, but there was something, I, I think it was the box art that, that got me because you, um, it was the movie poster, which is uh, uh, by Graham Humphreys. Great. Fantastic. I, I didn't actually didn't even know that the guy who created the poster, uh, he and I are friends on Facebook. Now I had no idea, um, but this great like collage of like colorful monster faces and the VHS tape was one of those big box tapes where you had Elvira on the side of it, just kind of pointing to the poster. Right. And I'm like, there's something about that, that uh, still to this day kind of, kind of is everything, everything I love uh, right there, right in the open, hot goth woman, bunch of monsters. Hot goth woman. Can't live without <laughs> the hot goth woman. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think Elvira made, made me more interested in the genre than I ever would have been otherwise. Well, I think she did more for the genre than anybody else, actually. Uh, do you have a favorite book or author? Um, right now, I'm knee-deep in the dead zone, uh, and, I'm, and I'm absolutely loving it. Um, I'd never read the dead zone before. Probably up until this point, I probably would have said um, either the things they carried uh, which again, it's kind of it, it's kind of cinematic in a way because you, you kind it's I I haven't read it in a long time, so it would be it would be it wouldn't be too smart for me to to, to try to go into too many details. 
Um, I, I think it's very cinematic in the way it kind of unravels. Um, the Godfather uh, by Mario Puzo. I love the novel. I read it uh, also when I was in high school. Um, Required reading. I think I... I, I <laughs> uh, when the Legends Required Die... Required reading if you're going to an Italian school. <laughs> you're an Italian growing up in Bensonhurst. That shit's surrounding you. That's, that explains all of that right there. You don't see no more. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what episode are you looking forward to in season five of the Literary License podcast? Season five is the eighties, the eighties, and the Kings of Horror. Horror, yeah. Yes, um, probably, probably Ghost Story because I never read the novel and I, I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, oh yeah, the episode with the Changeling—that's uh, one I'm really looking forward to because I absolutely love that movie and I, I, I can't I wait. Love to talk that movie. About um, those are, uh, Night of the Demons also, uh, um, Kevin Tenney, uh, is, is a dear friend. I absolutely love him. I love that movie and I, uh, I cannot wait to, uh, to talk about it. So it's probably those three are probably the, the ones I'm looking forward to most. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was reviewing, um, ghost, this ghost story month and it's like ghost story. And then of course we're doing the change thing in the fog. And it's like, we're bringing old Hollywood into the, into the modern, into the age. It's kind of funny. It is. It is. Cause you have a, Oh my God. Why is his name? Al Holbrook. Yes. Um, Janet Lee <laughs> coming into the fog. And, um, oh, uh, what, what is Mervyn Douglas? Mervyn Douglas is who I was thinking of. I was like, I just ghost saw story? him being there. Yeah. He was a ghost story, correct? And the changeling. And the, and the changeling. Changeling. Oh, that's yeah. right. He played the old codger, the rich old codger. And I just oh, wait, he was the brother. That won't get into that, though. Don't and get I, uh, I just watched him in the, uh, uh, James Wales' The Old Dark House. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah he's... He, I, I absolutely... Uh, he I, pops I love up him. every... I don't see him in a lot, though, from back in the 80s, but he did pop up in he, a few. He died, he died right after the changeling. So yeah, he, yeah I was gonna say, he died in the early 80s. That's why you didn't like see him much of that. When he died. He, he got he got to do the changeling and being there right before he died, which are two oh, fantastic. Oh, okay. What is she? At least oh, he, he went there. out. With oh, I love that film. I got that on Blu-ray. Which one? I, being there with um, Shirley MacLaine, Mervyn Douglas, and Peter Sellers. I like I love Shirley MacLaine still. A lot of she she's been quiet though. Yeah. Well, I, I, I feel like a lot of people that we we grew up on aren't really working much anymore but no they finally got smart and retired living the good life is what i want to do well, they're all in their 70s to 90s now so that probably living the good happen. life and chilling yes exactly but joe pesci and gene hackman they 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 only come out and work when they want to well, and they imagine chilling the claims probably just waiting to come back in another life so this is true <laughs> <laughs> don't be making fun of my girl <laughs> Okay, do you have a favorite quote saying that you like to impart? I can't think. You see, that's that's the one that's like, like, I couldn't think of one just off the top of my head. The uh, wit and wisdom of Joe. <laughs> I don't like to quote myself. I, I feel like I would have to pretend if I quoted myself. Um, but, uh, yeah, like when I was looking over the questions last night, I was doing this while I was, while I was working at, at work. So I was kind of looking over. Going, I can't even think of what like what I would say. Um, cause I mean, I, I just try to like, try, try to be on the, fl- on the fly and just be natural with stuff like that. I guess it would always depend on the situation, yeah, but I can't think of any quote or saying that like just stands out to me. I mean, I mean, I guess maybe just be good to each other, which we really fucking need. Really, right we really need a lot of that right now. Uh, oh my God. 
That'd probably be the best thing I could tell anybody. Just try. That, that, that's Just, very fitting. Very, oh, very fitting. A little bit of understanding will go a long, long way. Yes, please. <laughs> so what do you like about podcasting now that you've been doing it almost consistently for a full year? Yeah. Uh, I mean, with you guys specifically, because uh, I, I – like I, I generally do like a little like a little guest spot here and there on, a, on other places, but with you guys, what I'm what I'm enjoying is uh, being able to to discuss um, something that I'm really passionate about uh, with uh, with film, with horror, with uh, with writing, a lot of this stuff. Um, I'm, it's cool to revisit a lot of uh, a lot of older movies that like sometimes you'll throw a curveball my way, and I'll be like, "Wow, I haven't seen that movie in 25 years." Let me revisit it. Or sometimes I'll see, it'll be something where I'm like, I wasn't a fan of it. And then when I rewatch it now, I'm like, I'm glad I rewatched it because I saw something in it that, uh, that I, that I didn't see before. And I find that in general, um, uh, film criticism, I feel like, uh, uh, Vicky and I spoke about this a couple months ago when, uh, uh, Joe Bob Briggs showed uh, sledgehammer and, um, (laughs) things i feel like people are way too harsh on a lot of movies they like that was the harsh, worst movie i've the, ever seen wasn't that the vhs edition yeah those were the, the, shout out, the <laughs> it shout was out painful VHS. you knew it was it was a little painful and i feel like more people need to watch movies like that before like the the other day i forgot what i was watching um oh hudson hawk i'd never seen hudson hawk with bruce willis and danny aiello and my, my roommate threw it on it was like, yeah, everyone says it's one of the worst movies ever made. And I watched I it. I liked go, it. No, these people need to, like, see worse movies. I like <laughs> <Hudson> <laughs> I find, like, a lot of times, I'm like, I don't think people understand the difference between not liking a movie and actual bad filmmaking. But I, <laughs> I like, I try to be as kind as possible because there's a lot of times where it's like. Sometimes you just don't have an easy way out. <laughs> just like some. They like, tried. You know it's it's entertaining. Like the worst thing I think you could do is make something completely, <clears throat> completely boring, because sometimes even inept, uh, it can be a lot of fun. Like uh, I just went to see uh, Hobgoblins <laughs> last week because um, uh, the guys from Riff Tracks did a live riffing of it. And I was like, I love Hobgoblins. It's a fucking terrible movie, but it's entertaining. Like, yeah. if anybody's like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen, like, you have not seen the bottom. You have not seen the <laughs> true bottom. <laughs> like, I, th- I feel like with a lot of the movies, like, even if there's something that I didn't like, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, if I rewatch it now with a little bit more perspective into, into how much worse it gets. And also, having made films uh, now, having made a handful of films that have been released in the last you know, decade or so, um, realizing how much of a collaborative effort it is. And it's a miracle that any film ever gets made at all. Um, last year it was one of the, um, I hosted one of the, um, virtual, um, God, I, um, my brain is so fried from work yesterday, but I, I hosted one of the, um, virtual events uh, online event. Yeah. I host, uh, yeah. And I remember the first thing, because it was for a film festival uh, in Milwaukee, I remember one of the first things that I had said was uh, the fact that you're, the fact that any of you are here or have your film in this festival, whether the the film wins anything or not, you, or if you just wrote a screenplay, you fucking did something. 
Yeah. You actually did something. And that's more than a lot of people will ever do. A lot of people can talk about wanting to do something. Uh, last week, one of Shanta's friends was, uh, was texting me, asking me about uh, 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 his friend has a screenplay idea that he wants to pitch to Trump. And I told him, like, don't come at them with ideas. Write the screenplay. If they don't want it, you can, you know, maybe it'll never get made, but, maybe, but at least you have something, something tangible. Yeah. Anybody can sit here and say, I have an idea. That's true. Very few people actually have the follow through to make it happen. And if you've written a screenplay, if you've made a film, if you shot a, a, a pilot for a web series, whatever you've done, no matter how small you may think it is, no matter how insignificant you might think it is, you've actually created something. You've taken that next step in actually making something. And that's, that's something that I think needs to be commended regardless of, uh, of any perceived quality. Understood. I mean, exactly right. I mean, even if even if something happens in your lifetime, it doesn't find its audience. It might find your audience after your lifetime. It seems like all the the, the great artists weren't discovered until after their death. You know, so when the people of power didn't have to pay them anymore. That too. (laughs) That too. Depending on where the rights went. Yeah, and your works and your works worth so much more after that as well. (laughs) You'll you'll never reap the benefits of it. No, somebody else will though. That's all matters. That's all that matters. Someone in charge of your estate might. (laughs) Do you have a like a message to you to to our fans that listen to us that might have changed your life? Anything that is kind of groundbreaking for you or epiphany wise? Kind of. I mean, I think it's just the 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 idea that um. I, I try not to let like if you like I, I noticed with um with a couple of people sometimes like I'm one of those people that when I get passionate about something I dive into it like into like every depth of it um like I'm probably one of those people where if we sat down and watched a movie together I'd probably be annoying because I'd be like oh that's that's when this this and this. yeah at this point this this and this has to happen because the story needs to move into this realm and that there there's two kinds of people there's the people like me that when they when they see something and they see how it's made, we um, we embrace it. And there's people who get so passionate into something they jump into it and they end up you know it ends up kind of ruining it for them. Try not to let uh, if you're passionate about something and following it, try not to let uh, the, the the fire and the spark go out because right. that's probably the worst thing in the world. Um, I. I enjoy the, the, the construction of a story and the construction of cinema. Uh, and like I said, I am one of those people that I'll be like, ah, yep, it's, it's five minutes in. That's, that's usually when we, we start to get a feel for what the, what the, the, the arc of the story is going to be. Ah, 12 minutes in, that's the inciting incident right there. I'm one of those people <laughs> that my brain is constantly going like that. And I realize I can't be, I can't be like that with everybody. Like I, I have to kind of internalize that and be like, okay, five minutes into Rocky, this is where he says he doesn't want to be just another bum. Uh, from the neighborhood. <laughs> that's the idea. And that's the idea that drives the, 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 the first movie and potentially the entire series. Exactly. But you always find that. And you can't, let, you can't let knowing that stuff ruin it for you because then you realize everything's a formula and you've been watching yeah. the same movie for 40 years. But um, you got to – I feel like you chase after it and learn how everything's done, learn how to do everything the right way, and try not to let it completely put out the spark. That's probably the, the best thing. Uh, that I can think of. It well said. Um, so when your time is passed on this earth, what is the one thing that you want to remember for? I hope it's just that, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, I guess ultimately in the grand scheme of things, 
you know, maybe, hey, he never, he never did anything to really hurt anybody. You know, I mean, what else can you really want? You know, but, but I, I guess you, you don't, you don't want to be a decent guy, you know, you, you, be do be your best. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be remembered as Hitler. You know, you don't want to be, oh, that guy. Uh, you don't want to be remembered in that. Well, you want to keep some good company. Hitler. You want to make sure you have the book of your rights. <laughs> when I said yeah. the word of that look. I said the and then you're going to be remembered as Hitler. You want the book and movie rights? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is right. There you run. Always thinking for everybody. There you go. I, I want think the set the bar that low. Wasn't as bad as I Hitler. want the TV movie with Zac Efron. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess if I'd like to be remembered for anything, it'd be. I, I would like to have some something. I would like to make something that's really great and really resonates for generations to come. Not everybody gets that chance. I've made my peace with the, with, with the fact that like that may never come for me. It may, it may not. I will keep plugging away to try to get something uh, to that level. But I'll settle for he wasn't as bad a person as Hitler. That'll work. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's good to put that um, you know the bar low. So I think you'll be doing okay. that. <laughs> That's right. You can only have high expectations now. <laughs> I've killed considerably fewer people than Hitler. <laughs> Joe won't be opening fire on a crowd anytime soon. No, no, <laughs> no. don't be worried about <laughs> Joe. <laughs> okay. So, um, one final question, just um, to round up um, everything, is that you now live in Chicago? I'm in the Chicago suburbs right now. Yeah, Chicago. And where did you grow up? <laughs> uh, Brooklyn, New York. Oh. I knew I that's that. why I liked him. <laughs> well, I think we're all we're all native New Yorkers here, right? Basically, yep, New York yes. State. Um, and then um, Tom is from Brooklyn, Brooklyn as well. John lives in New York, but he's from California. He was from uh, yeah, he's from California now in New York. He he did the opposite jump of what I yep. originally did. I find myself now in the burbs. For now, I'm hoping to be able to afford to live in LA again soon. Uh, I lived in Chicago. For I like a while. the burbs. I I'm bored. <laughs> I like heading out into the city as, as often as I can. Evanston's not as exciting as a John Hughes movie. Let's, let's <laughs> and I, where I work is literally like a couple blocks away from uh, from the high from Shermer High School, so it's it's strange, man. It's a culture shock when you grow up in like a lower middle class Brooklyn neighborhood, and you don't you don't ever think you're poor. Because we weren't, we weren't poor. We never starved. You know, we never, we never. You know, my parents we had what we needed. Yeah, we had what we needed. But then when I come out here and I see, like, holy shit, man! Like, it's like I, North it's, Dallas, it's a vulgar display of wealth. It's just ridiculous. It's yeah. When I see like how people live in in like Northbrook and Glencoe and like this this area up here, and it's I'm always like, north. Have you ever noticed that? It's always north. <laughs> they're never. South. Yeah, they're. they're yeah, I mean they're all along they're all along the Great Lakes here, and that's yeah. that's oh, really but cool. Great Lakes are beautiful though. You have they to are. admit, they are. Them. I love. Them. I mean, I, Evanston, Evanston isn't as boring as like the other burbs. There's actually stuff to do in Evanston because it's a college town. You got Northwestern, but like I'm I'm living in Palatine, Illinois, right now, and there's there ain't fuck to do out here. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get out more, Joe. I I, I try to. I mean, I went. I was. I was getting out and doing a lot of stuff. I was hosting. I was hosting events for Troma. I was doing stuff with them. Oh, that was great. It's, everything it's just the whole world just kind of went to went into a little a little brief reset for a while. But yeah. hopefully, hopefully things will pick up again. I see that Troma is not wasting any time. 
no, 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 they're not. And uh, I started submitting some of the uh, some of the screenplays I I, I co wrote during uh, during lockdown. I, I taught my roommate how to write a screenplay, and we've been we we knocked out two, and we're working on the third and fourth. And um, I, I started sending them up with. Yeah, started sending them out to competitions because I'm like, what? Well, let's I see would. if we. I would love an excuse. Like I, uh, I'm going uh, at the end of this week. I'm going to enter it into a competition in Louisville, Kentucky. I don't care. I'll go to Louisville for a film festival. I, I will go anywhere. Like I just want to like actually like get out again. Like I miss, yeah. I miss being able to like just hop on a plane and be like, I'm going to LA this week to 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 do something. I was supposed to uh, be working on a movie in San Francisco last year that got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and then never happened because of uh, because of COVID. Uh, Lloyd invited me to um, uh, to work at the Troma booth at Comic Con in San Diego last year, and I was looking forward to that, and that became virtual. So I just want to get out again. I oh just God, to- I'd kill to do something like that. That would be great, right? I was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. And of course, when that opportunity presents itself, the whole world goes to shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the world's about. I think we're starting to get back to the swing of things. I know that the so. here are starting to open up again. And stuff. <laughs> so, absolutely. So. so, Joe, I want to thank you a lot. Um, of course, Joe will be joining us uh, for our two for ones. And he also will be doing some guest co hosting on some of the Kings of Horror. So, we'll see you for, for your next episode for Dead Zone. That is the next one. Soon. Wow. Yeah. I got to revisit the movie soon. I, lo- I love the Cronenberg movie, and it's another one I haven't seen in a long time. So, yeah, it's excellent. You got a month of Cronenberg. So there you go. Yeah, we do. Right, we got Video Drum, which actually I just watched Video Drum last year, and I think uh, Scanners. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be cool. I just I like that. when the heads blow up. <laughs> <laughs> That's my part. Oh, and James Woods. James Woods is in Video Drum, and uh, he was yep. in my the, my favorite movie that I just mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, uh, Once Upon a Time in America. He's he's really great at playing a sleazy motherfucker. He is. He is. Acne scars go a long, long way for that. They do. They do. (laughs) So, well, we'll leave you there, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Bye, Joe. Bye.